Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. It is great to have you with me. My guest is Magnus Musa. Magnus is the author of Baby Boo Boo's Common Mistakes that all new dads make. Magnus, thank you so much for being on the program with us. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Really appreciate it. Hello, everyone listening. But yeah, thank, again, thank you for having me today. My first question is, why did you decide to write Baby Boo Boo's? What motivated you to, to start this project and, and to complete it? Well, the first reason was my wife. She was like, she kept on getting onto me. Um, it all started when her brother, so my my brother-in-law had his first child, and he was he was literally panicking. He was on panic mode. He's phoning me every second, just asking for this and that. How how do you stop the crying? How do you put them to sleep? How do you, how do you change this? How do you know when there's like so many questions? And then it it turned out that. I knew the answer to pretty much every question he was asking. And then afterwards, it happened again. Other new fathers kept on asking me questions like my personal experience. And and a lot of them seemed to be asking like the same questions all the time. That It's, it's like a universal thing. It's like they all need to know what to do for the most. And for me, I've already been through it, so I already know how to answer everything. So I just felt... And I try to look online as well for any, if there's any books or resources that covers the mistakes that new new dads make. And there didn't seem to be any other. So I just thought, why don't I just write down all the mistakes and all the questions I've been asked? Why don't I put it into one place in a book where everyone can easily access it and benefit from it rather than them panicking and running around like a headless chicken? So I just thought, yeah, let me just put it out there and just provide a resource for everyone, all the new fathers out there. I am curious about your thoughts. It's not difficult at all to find books and resources, uh, podcasts, all kinds of material that are for new mothers to help coach them through that process and help them through that. Why is it so difficult to find the same quality and the same amount of resources for new dads? Yeah, I was asking myself the same question when I was looking for their research. But I think the main reason is that when you, when you hear pregnancy, you automatically picture a woman with a big belly and that the attention is focused on her. Everyone seems to forget the father and, and his part. So I feel like um, it's just it's just it's just a typical what's the word? It's a stereotype, really. Fathers don't automatically know everything, and like it doesn't really help as, as well with with the typical man um, not opening up and not trying to seek help. Because all, all the support is automatically given to mothers, the dads feel neglected. So the father was just as important. I'm so grateful that you said that because I think you hit it right on the head. I think the biggest reason why dads do not reach out and ask for help is because they feel like if they do, they will take the attention away from the mother. And I think they are trying to be, I don't know another way to describe it, but they're trying to be the heroes of that moment. And they're trying to figure out how to make do uh, without taking away from that because it's their, it's the protective instinct that's kicking in social media, movies and TV commercials. Even they often portray dads as bumbling, clueless dads. 
So do moms actually have it all together just like they're portrayed or are dads just buying into some kind of a fantasy? No, definitely. I think they're definitely buying into a fantasy that moms, they need help as well. Like they don't always know what's going on. Fathers just, um, like you said, it's it's played so much on social media and movies and TV that people forget that the mothers as well, it's new to them as well. It's the first first child. They They need as much support as the father like you, everyone people need to realize it's the first child for both the mother and the father like they both need to figure things out they both need support it's just there's there's no point or oh, having this false belief that one needs more support than the other it's a it's a team it's a unit like um some social media and movies and the entertainment business can sometimes make it seem like it's a battle it's a war against fathers and mothers but in reality, it's it's a team. It's it's one unit. You're both working together to raise this child. I can remember at my just before the birth of my of my first child, how unprepared I felt. Uh, even nervous. There was a lot of anxiety around it. Just wondering, hey, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be able to do this right? Do I know what I'm doing? And there's so much anxiety there, and so. We do what we men do, and that is we bottle it up, we keep it inside. We might, if we have a really close male friend, we might share that with them, or we might share them, share that with our dad, um, if you feel really close to your dad to share those things. But other than that, you really just keep it inside. And what we're learning is that a lot of new mothers are feeling the exact same thing. They have the same anxieties, the same fears the same insecurities. I think it helps a lot to be able to share those things with your partner instead of keeping themselves or keeping it to yourself because you're not really protecting anything. Instead, what you're doing is you're putting a wedge in that relationship because the fact that you're sharing those feelings with your partner shows that you're actually invested in what's happening. You're actually thinking about it. You actually care about it, which is why you're having those feelings, because you want to put your best forward. It helps your partner not feel alone in feeling those same insecurities. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? We need to put our ego and pride aside and realize this is your child's life at stake. We need to work together and support each other to help raise this child as best as we can. I put having pride or having ego and not not trying to seek help when you need help it doesn't make any sense really it's like you being sick and not going to the doctors because of just because you don't want to seem vulnerable it doesn't make sense if you need help you go seek help there's no there's no there's no weakness in seeking help everyone needs help whether mother or father it doesn't matter everyone needs help everyone needs support it can actually bring your relationship closer together and that's the time when a lot of relationships are are strained and that and that's another question we're going to talk about later on. We're going to deal with the relationship and the marriage and what happens there. That is a little bit of a hint on that topic is, yes, sharing those emotions together um, helps you not only bond during that experience when there's a lot of change happening, but a lot of times you can work together to find solutions and to learn together. And that can be a powerful experience as well. People need to realize that you're not going to be able to read each other's mind. You might get a sense of how your partner is feeling, but 
but bottom line, you need to express yourself and let your partner know how you're feeling, so you can both cater to each other's needs. It's not it's not going to be possible if you just keep things bottled up and expecting everyone to know what you're thinking or what you're feeling. And that's why communication is very important. And that's one of the things I cover in my book as well. Just keep being cooped up and bottle everything up and not not expressing how you feel. I think that's a big big factor in um, conflicts within a partnership or marriage or whatever the person situation is. The mother, I think, often feels alone when it comes to her emotions during that time. And I always wondered, how can that be possible? I mean, don't women have a lot of other women that they talk to or can talk to? Men often don't have that circle that women do. So if that's the case, then how is it possible for women to feel alone with their emotions? And I think we just kind of hit on on the answer. You as the father are supposed to be the one that they lean on, that they share their emotions and their feelings with that they're vulnerable with. And when you keep all of those to yourself, when you isolate yourself in that respect, this is probably why they lean to everyone else is because you're the one that they were looking for and you're not there. You're not already not present in that way. You're supposed to bounce back with each other. And yeah, if she, if she's, if she's letting it all out and she's emptying out her feelings too, and you're just there not responding, just, listening or she feels like you're not even listening of course she's gonna seek she's gonna seek um attention somewhere else you're supposed to recuperate the energy and share some feelings share some thoughts back at the end of the day you're your partners you're not you're not completely strangers it's it's, it's confidential it should, it should be a safe space between partners before my first child i struggle with knowing when the right time was to have that first child is there really a right time is there such a thing as being ready? Honestly, I don't think there's ever a right time. There's like you just you can't you can't say there's a right time. But there is something you should take into consideration before you look into having a child, such as things like your mental health, your current circumstances. You don't wanna bring a child into a an environment that's not suitable, into a toxic environment, environment that's not healthy. So I think you should definitely take that in, into consideration before trying to have a child. Because there's no point in trying to have a child or raising in a child where it's not safe or it's, you're not in the right state of mind where the kids, if the if you do if you do have a kid, you're not in the mental space or physical or mental health to be able to look after the child. Like it can it can quickly and drastically turn into cases of neglect and abuse. So you should definitely look into your personal circumstance and your and the potential mother's circumstances and yeah, take that into consideration before going ahead with having a child. It sounds to me like this question has two different answers to it because there is the emotional answer of feeling ready of when that part, that exact moment is when I, I feel like, yes, I'm ready right now. Let's let, let's have a child right now. And there's that preparedness and emotionally. And that's a myth. If, if you're having your first child or about to have your first child, you're going to be scared. You're going to be nervous. You're going to have some anxiety. You're going to have a lot of questions. This is going to feel very new to you in every way. And in that sense, there never is a right time. It, that does not exist. But on the physical side, meaning that, yes, your your environment, your space, making sure that it's ready for a child, making sure you have some of the essential things that you need. 
Um, so that's what it sounds like to me. Is that correct? It's really, these are two different answers to the same question. Yes, exactly. Two, two sides. Definitely. I remember when you first presented this book to me and I read it, I looked through the whole book and as I'm going through the chapters and reading through the chapters, the thought went through my mind over and over and over again, which is where was this book when I had my first child? I really could have used a resource like this because, you know, it's funny because when you did the research for this book, one of the first things you told me here at the very beginning was that it was hard to find anything out there for new dads. There's a lot of stuff out there for new moms, but it was harder to find stuff for new dads. And that was my experience. I had such a hard time finding anything for new dads, any kind of help. So I had to figure a lot of it out as I went along and I felt so unprepared in so many ways and so many levels. And so a lot of it was learning right alongside my wife and trying to figure this thing out together from experience. It might've been too late for me as far as a resource standpoint when I had my first child, but it's not too late for new dads right now. But yeah, I, I can relate to you. When I, when I had my first child, was all well, same thing. I looked everywhere trying to find resources for, for new fathers. It's very limited compared to my wife. She had tons and tons and tons of resources from books to magazines to videos and online. There's just so much. But compare that to fathers, it's hardly anything. And then on top of that, if you're trying to look for books on mistakes, and how to avoid the mistakes that like you can't find any. I think my book's probably the only one out there that addresses direct mistakes that fathers make and how to avoid them. One of the things I think contributes to dads probably not being as involved in the early years is is plain and simple, is fear. They're scared of making mistakes. They're scared that they're going to do it wrong. There's this tiny, tiny little baby, and they're so scared that they're going to break this little baby. So I think they defer a lot of the times to the mother and they kind of check out. They just kind of let the mother do pretty much everything or most of the work, most of the childcare, and they just check out. And I think that it's not just because they just don't want to be involved or anything like that. They are, they're just scared and then they feel nervous about it. And so I think that contributes to the stereotype of dads being clueless and they don't know what they're doing in the early years and all that. And I have to say what I have learned so far in the difference between the mother and the father, the mother still feels those same emotions, but the difference between the mother and the father is that the mother has gone ahead and put the time in anyway. She's made the mistakes and she's gotten up and she's done it anyway because she has to. If she does not engage the child, plain and let's just be blunt. If she does not engage, the child will die. That, that engagement is a life or death matter for the mother and the mother knows that. So mistakes are no mistakes. She's in it and she's engaged and she learns along the way. It's all about putting the time in. The same is true for dads. The dads need to put the time in. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do some things wrong. But fortunately, unlike when I had my first child, there are so many more resources now. Baby boo-boo's common mistakes that all dads make. This book is here. It's here right now for you. 
I'll talk about where you can get it, but it is easily accessible right now. You don't have to make those same mistakes. You can learn what they are right in advance and you can prepare yourself. Bottom line is it's about facing your fears. You can't you can't be hiding away. Like this at the end of the day, you need to remember this is your child. This is a whole new life has been entered into this world. Like you said, the mother just she has the same feelings, she has makes the same mistakes, but she still goes ahead with it anyway and learns from the mistakes. You will never learn anything in this life if you don't try. You try, you make a mistake, you try again, and you learn. That's how it goes. But hiding away and not facing your fears and not addressing your concerns, it will not get any other way. Part of being a father and part of being a man is facing your fears and going into the unknown. You would not, we would never progress in life if we don't if we don't face our fears and just go for it anyway. That's that's my opinion anyway. How does marriage change when pregnancy begins, and what should new dads expect? from the relationship don't have this notion in your mind that just because you have a child now you're automatically going to be the best parents in the world you're still you the mother's still uh the only thing now is there's a new addition to the family so now it's just going to test your communication skills your teamwork and skills so you just you need to now you need to rather than just thinking about you and the mother you have to consider the third person in the team now so what changes mainly is your time management. You need to be able to adapt, 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 adapt. I can't emphasize that enough. Your your sleep is going to be disrupted whether you like it or not. So you need to learn to accommodate. You need to sleep when the baby sleeps. That's that's going to be a real the main thing when you when you have your child. Your sleep and your sleep is going is directly correlated to your moods. So that's one thing I would definitely say is just make sure you have a sleep routine. Try sleep when the baby sleeps. That's the best thing I can give you. Or at least take turns. Support each other when you sleep because your sleep will affect your moods and your mood will affect how you deal with each other and how you deal with the baby. I would just be holding my son and my son would get sleepy and something happens that you just can't explain. To this day, I still don't know what it is, but my son would fall asleep and it's like there was some kind of a magic in between somewhere where it would just pull me down too. And the next thing you know, I'm completely out of it. And when my son would wake up, I would wake up too. It felt so effortless. <laughs> yes. It's the fatherhood connection. Exactly. I mean, you can't fight it no matter how hard you try, you can try to stay awake, you know, maybe, Maybe there was some program that you were looking forward to watching or listening to or whatever, and you're trying to stay awake for it. But if 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 your son or if your child, if your baby goes to sleep, that's it. There, there, there's no fighting it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I can relate. It's, it's, I think we need. I think they need to um, look into that. But I think we need to get some scientists to investigate what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I think that, I thought I was the only one that happened to. <laughs> I would love to know the answer to that. There has to be a science in there behind it that, that we're not understanding yet. So what role does a support system play in helping new dads be successful? A very big role. Like, 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 we, uh, well, like we mentioned earlier, you need support. Like, that's just the reality of things. It's not, it's not a one-man team. You need your support. Whether it's your family members, whether it's close friends, or whether you have just a timetable or sleeping routine, you need you need a support system. This is the first time you're having a child, so the more support you get, the more easier things will be. Trying to go out alone and without any support 
without any help it's it's not it's a very bad idea it doesn't make sense for you to come to to try to learn something new with no guidance with no help and it, it's even more important when it's, when it's when it's someone else's life when it's your child's life are dads just as essential as moms after and through the early years if that is the case then why is that because i mean we have the stereotype the mother provides a lot of the hormones that are essential for the baby. The mother does the breastfeeding. There's so many other aspects to this where there is a a biological link going on to the child's vitality. And so right away that creates that knowledge to a father creates a barrier to where the father just feels like I'm not essential to is essential to this child thriving as the mother. So is that true or is that also a myth? No, I definitely wouldn't say it's true. Dads are just as important, but we can't take away from mothers. The, um, the fact that they breastfeed and have that bond with the child is, it's a very placeable, like the bond I have with my mother, like you can't compare it, but that doesn't mean that you as a father are not essential to your to your child's life that's like that's if you're if you think that as a father you need to get that out of your head you're just as important and the child needs you just as much like I, like this whole stereotype that the mother um, is more important than the father that like that that needs to stop whoever's feeding that into the first time fathers or any father like that you need to just dis- dismiss that from your brain as soon as possible like you're just as important Having these doubts is just gonna it's just gonna basically limit you as a father and just put a barricade and like what we said earlier, having all these negative thoughts, being anxious, it's it starts from this this is where it stems from, thinking that you're not important, but you're very important. The child needs you just as much as the mother. Like I don't know I don't know how to emphasize that. Like I've I've mentioned this so much in the book. Like a lot of fathers when they have their child, they get this notion that they're not important and the mother's the main the main to play the main role but you're just as important like you need it you think of it this way without you the child would not have been born and likewise without her the child would not have been born it's a, it's but you are both needed in the creation of the child and you're both and you'll both be needed in raising the child so what exactly what specifically does this newborn get from the dad that makes the dad equally important to the mother what is it specifically that that child is getting or needs? Firstly, it's the presence alone. Like, I can't, I can't describe the feeling. Like, you have to have a child for you, for, for you to know this feeling. But being present and holding your child or your child holding you, it's like you can't describe it. That presence puts, like, so, some sort of tranquility within the child. I just got... Honestly, I don't, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but you can't describe that feeling. But um, a child knowing that the father is there as well as the mother, it's, it's priceless. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kids out there that grew up without a father and they have this void. Like, it's, you can check the statistics on, on the effect of um, growing up in a single mother household. Like, leave that to the statistics, but that's the, you need to look at that. Being present in your child's life is very important. Being there to provide, being there for protection, being there to help raise a child. If it's a man teaching him how to be a man, teaching him how the real world's going to work, 
that that's very essential in your child's life. And if it's a daughter, same thing, giving her a heads up on what's out there, how to protect yourself, um, how to vet your potential partner. There's so much, like it's so deep. I agree with you that it's just something that you would have to experience to understand. But there is absolutely a bond that happens. And it's it's a different kind of bond. What happens between the newborn or, and between your child and and the father, what happens between that relationship is is a little bit different. But it's just as essential as the bond between the baby and the mother. They are both absolutely needed on an equal level. As you talk to other dads, what is their biggest pain point to embracing their role? Um, it's something that we were talking about earlier. It's mainly not not facing their fears or giving in to their anxieties and just being cooped up and not addressing what they feel or not letting it out. Like all, all these doubts they have in their head, am I going to be a good dad? Am I going to be able to raise this child? Am I going to be able to provide? All these thoughts they have in their head, they, they, just, they just feed into it. Rather than just embracing their fatherhood and going out there and trying learn learning how to be a new dad like it's not it's not like it was it was 20 30 years ago there's so much resources out there so much you can learn so much support systems facebook groups so much books videos it's like there's no reason for you to feed into your doubts and your concerns like that's i feel like that's the main thing well that is the main thing that um, i hear when i talk to other new dads it's their it's their concerns and their doubts they feel like they're not going to be adequate or they're not going to be a fit father. This is their first child. They don't know what they're going to do. So they they fear the unknown. And I feel like that's just not even to be rude, but I feel like just it's just very very silly to have to to limit yourself because of those those doubts. Like you you can be trust me, you can be a very good father. Just put yourself out there. Go learn any doubts you have. Address it. Any questions you have. There's the answers for it somewhere. There you have it. That is your challenge, dads. You have to get out there. And you have to face your fears. You have to learn. You have to put the time and effort in. Magnus just challenged you to do that. Baby boo-boos, common mistakes that all new dads make. That's Magnus Musa's new book. If you go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com, that's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. If you go to this episode and you go to the description and look below the description, I will have the link there. If you click on that link, it will take you right to where you can access this book, where you can purchase it for yourself. If you really don't know what you should know, if you want to know where you stand as far as being ready, being prepared to be a father, there's a place where you can take a quiz and you can learn all about what your understanding is and what you need to work on. So Magnus, where can they take this quiz? Um, the quiz is available on my website called magnusmusa.com. So that's M A G N U S M O S A dot com. And the quiz is right there. Yeah, like um, like, like um, Jonathan just said, the quiz is mainly to just scope out to see what you currently know as a father, what you need to work on. It will just give you a better sense, give you a better idea of what where you are at the moment. I will also place the link to this quiz right below the episode description. 
So Magnus, thank you so much for being with us. It's been an absolute honor to have you on the program. Thank you for having me too. And everyone that took the time to listen, I hope you, I wish you the best and um, yeah, good luck with your fatherhood. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.